0: You're listening, no. You're listening to the buns.com podcast network.
1: <laughs> <laughs> buns buns. 16 of Girly Mags. We're traveling back to the August 2000 issue of Teen Magazine with our cover girl, Kristen Dunst. We'll also be diving into some real talk about cyber dating, sex, and saying no. And as always, we've got some humiliating moments for you so that everyone feels just a little less alone in this weird world. My name is Dee Murder and Mayhem Mortimer. To my right.
2: Hey guys, it's Lauren Prusky. Welcome back to Girly Mags, where no U2 fans are
3: allowed. And to my right. (laughs) My Safda calls me Roychik. It's your three-eyed Yellow Zahav, the golden boychik, young man of shepherds. First, I just want to take a second to plug an art show that I'm curating, featuring the brilliant sculpture work of some of the KKK's longest-serving <laughs> grand dragons and a touching multimedia installment by members of the Westboro Baptist Church that really tugs on the heartstrings.
1: <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs>
3: Come through, it's gonna be hella lit. Salute to Erica Badu, who taught me this week to see the good in everyone. Holy shit. <laughs> also teaching me every day to tolerate stupid shit people say. Shout out to my rabbinical sponsors and endorsements, Rabbi Eliezer Wolfstein, Rabbi Tova Reifler, Rabbi Zipporah Friedlander, and Blumenkrantz, <laughs> home of Ramat HaSharon's finest handmade jewelry. Erica Badu also teaching us to carry less bags. Oh, you
0: gal, miss you <laughs> My name is James Holler, a.k.a. Marilyn Mansplain, and I woke up on the wrong side of the bed today because me and my girlfriend switched sides of the bed
4: (laughs) when you're in a (laughs) long-term relationship.
0: You got to spice things up somehow. Anyways, to my right.
4: <laughs> Speaking of which, hi, I'm Andrea Johns, and I have had to deal with James making and showing me Frasier memes for an entire week. Hey, baby,
3: I hear the blues are calling, toss salads
4: and scrambled eggs.
3: Poor
0: girl. Guys, check out the uh, Gary Mags Twitter if you want to see some quality Frasier memes. Roz <laughs> liked us. <laughs> Thanks, Roz. Um, all right. So, going back to... The year 2000, the millennium, uh, August of 2000. And I'm going to give you a little context of what happened in that month of that year. On August 8th, a coalition of 28 U.S. states filed a lawsuit against the major record labels accusing them of keeping the prices of CDs fixed at artificially high prices since 1995. What's a CD? You know, that's why you shouldn't feel bad about stealing music because that's why everyone originally was like, Napster, fine, because the CD companies, the rec companies were fucking us for years with those $20 CDs. Except
1: Columbia House. (laughs) God bless. August
0: 14th, outside the Democratic National Convention in Los Angeles, Rage Against the Machine performed a free concert protesting the two-party system basically said making a choice between George W. Bush and Al Gore wasn't a choice at all because they were both basically the same
2: that really worked out well in hindsight <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah didn't uh, because of that loss didn't Al Gore go on to make a great movie) <laughs> Did, About the planet,
4: yeah. <laughs> Saving the world, yeah. Environment is a good cause, probably. Oh, I knew a, a guy that used to work at the circus, it's and he protested outside of a George Bush rally with an American flag stuck in his butthole. I don't weird. know if I want to date you. What, knowing what that end? You knew somebody who
2: worked at the circus. <laughs> what end was in the butthole?
4: <laughs> the end of the flag. You oh, you like? Think, do what? you guys think? <laughs> though, was, like, like waving out in, uh, between his butt cheeks. Okay, oh, okay. I, okay. It I thought yeah. it was the pole. I'm kidding.
1: <laughs> <gonna tail. say. laughs>
3: trying to think I, i'm trying to think if i should go out on a limb here because this is a real tangent but mm. I, i'm just like every time i think of al gore i just think of his wife who tried to stop heavy metal Tipper yeah, Gore, fuck you like, tipper i'm like for all the good that it's done like i'd rather ha- i I'd, I'd rather you know throw a couple plastic bags back in a landfill and just like able to enjoy metal. <laughs> yeah, uh, fair uh, enough. I I disagree. Uninterrupted.
0: I think I think I'll go on a limb here and say maybe Al Gore would have been a better president than George W. Bush.
2: But his wife is still a bitch.
0: <laughs> August 16th, True Love Dies. Rapper Eminem files for divorce from King Mathers. Kim Mathers. King
4: Mathers. <laughs>
2: King Mathers. He filed for divorce against her. Well, that's too bad because she
4: was giving him a lot of material. I don't think, which in hindsight would never hold up now. No! Writing about murdering your wife and, like, yeah, it was. And making millions off of it. Yeah,
0: he wrote about murdering his wife and he filed divorce against her.
4: I know. You know what's even weirder? Their daughter is now, like, 25. Kind of hot. Oh, Jesus. Kind of hot. Oh,
0: Jesus. Look at the pictures. Uh, So in music, uh, It's Gonna Be Me by NSYNC came out on August 5th. It was number one. And also number one on August 12th was Cisco.
2: Not with the thong song. With a song called Incomplete.
1: I don't know it. Don't no know one anything. knows it.
2: We're incomplete unless you put the thong song on. <laughs>
4: yeah. Cisco it- follows us on Twitter and you should too. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to Cisco.
1: That, fu- that fucking video is so fucking funny. The thong I- song? Oh, it's so funny. I yeah. love it. It's yeah. hilarious. That's like when
3: thongs became thongs in a way. They're right? called whale tails. Were there thongs before that? Yes. I, just like, I like the part where he goes just
1: them. like, you know, Balls to the wall with falsettos and like just about I a know, thong. He was a good performer.
0: She has dumps like a truck. Wondered about that lyric. It means she backs it up like a dump truck, yeah. I think. That was yeah. the yeah. thing. Yeah, Beep, beep. I thought it was about beep. poop. I don't know. <laughs> In movies, Coyote Ugly.
4: That's Rachel you can learn a lot from
2: her. You just cut some guy's ponytail off. Yeah, the court ordered her to take anger management classes after she pummeled a customer for grabbing her ass.
4: He pressed charges. I gave her a
0: raise. Can't stop the moonlight. Don't try. Mm-hmm. I tried to stop the moonlight once. <laughs> didn't work that well for me.
2: Uh, <sighs> the Cell came out.
4: Eh. That yeah. movie's spooky as fuck. Are you yeah. crazy? That yeah. was the only
2: thing J-Lo ever did that was good.
0: Also in theaters, MVP, Most Valuable Primate. <laughs>
2: oh, I love monkey movies. <laughs> Jen,
0: the chip, becomes a hockey star. Followed in 2001 by MVP 2, Most Vertical Primate, <laughs> in which Jack meets Ben, a runaway homeless skater boy who lives <laughs> in a shack at an old pool. <laughs> Over time, the two become best friends. But when a police officer finds out where Jack and Ben live, they have to leave the pool. While running away from the pool, Jack Ben breaks his board. So Jack, the monkey, goes to Oliver Plant's dumpster full of old skateboard stuff. That's the best thirty as, minutes and seconds of my life. As one does. The next day, they go to the competition. This is like an hour into the movie. And when it's Ben's turn, he can't do it. And it turns out Jack is great at skateboarding. Is that the monkey? The chimp,
4: yes. (laughs) Oh, fuck. I need to watch this
1: immediately. (laughs) Most
0: vertical priming. I thought it was going to be about basketball.
1: I know what I'm watching tonight. Oh, I know what I'm watching for the rest of my life.
0: Well... You're in luck, because in 2003, the most extreme primate. <laughs> and this time he snowboards. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a long tail to put on that guy, and that is your August 2000 in retrospect. Oh, beautiful. Well done. Okay.
3: Okay. What? Okay. Don't you. Look 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 to me. Poor chick is not as young as may be suggested. I can tell you people, aside from the disease-like symptoms one experiences due to aging, there are some benefits to getting up there. Let me be the first to say, the older you get, the less you actually give a shit about what others think. It does get better, guys. So here are some future-destroying antidotes that will help us all commiserate until the angel of social security Hands down, her blessings. <laughs>
0: or if you like me, you're in the shower every morning, going. Uh, we're just things going through your
2: head, being like, oh, I hate myself." Why hey, I say that, my, advi- my advice to you is stop having showers.
1: <laughs> that happens Way to me at three in the morning when I wake up and I <laughs> just can't fall back. I have to sleep. a girlfriend,
0: so I can't do that because she's in bed next to me. So I have to be in the shower. I could the showers.
3: We can't hear me she's going. Covering ah. the weeping
4: So that's what's going on in there. I always fucking wondered. I need
3: to take increasingly aggressive showers now because like every day I smell more and more naturally like mothballs. (laughs) It's kind of scary. So that's my humiliating thing. But uh, here's uh, I'm going to read something off the magazine. Here we go. During the summer, my sister and I went swimming at a crowded public pool. This never goes well. We were in the deep end and I had to pee very badly. The restrooms were far away, and I couldn't hold it, so I went in the pool. I tried to swim away before anyone noticed, but it was too late. The cute guy nearby saw everything. I'll never go to that pool again. Maybe stay m- submerged when you're peeing in the pool. Why Don't would you like submerge?
0: Your whole up. body? How would the guy near her notice that she was peeing? Because it turns
2: yellow. It turns like
0: green. green. She didn't specify that. In Use a, your pee not, brain. Not all pools <laughs> have that special <laughs> chemical It's animal. like chlorine or
4: something. That's what I was going to say. No, yellow or green. I was in a pool one time when I did that at the Y, and the, it turned purple. <gasps> like dark God. purple. I was like, Shame. oh my God. I Shame. It on a, I blamed it on a kid next I would
3: have said I had my period it that's what's doing <laughs> it. You would have. <laughs> I'm sure there's like some sort of like millennial sex positive person in this circle or outside of the circle that can tell me what the, what's like a a P liker. What does that mean? If you a like pee liker. Yeah. Those people that just like P. Like Golden, like Golden yeah, oh, Shower. Yeah. Oh God, I oh, should know
1: this. And I don't. Oh God. No, I know the name, but I'm like
3: Donald
2: Trump. R. Kelly. Like, like, like a, 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 like oh, a urinophile or something.
1: Yeah. It's something like that. It's a yeah.
2: yeah. pedophile. Uh, you know what? Ah. Talk
1: amongst yourselves. I am looking this up. Oh,
2: I, who doesn't pee in a pool?
1: I know. I pee. I, have, I pee.
2: I've peed in every like pool seven. I've ever
4: been in. <laughs> really? You haven't peed in a pool as an adult? Okay, I'm not going swimming with you this time. I
0: can't. I can't pee in the shower anymore because Andrew's hair is always clogging our drain. So if I peed in the shower, it would just be like a pool of landing in a pool of water, just circling around. My feet.
3: You used to
4: pee in the shower. Uh, There's I nothing wrong with peeing in the, the shower. I that's Actually, gross. I did
3: pee in the Red Sea
4: once. That is blasphemous. Did it
1: turn orange? <laughs> <laughs> Science. It is called Europhilia. You got it. It was Europhilia. Undenism, golden shower, or water sports?
0: I know water sports.
2: <laughs> I know water sports,
1: too. Water That's polo,
0: what I probably should rugby. say. I've never
2: had problem doing water sports.
4: <laughs> uh, anyone else have any pee stories in the pool? I have a barf story in the ocean. (laughs) Let's hear it.
1: (laughs) No, just there's literally nothing. I got a fucking face full of salt water and just
4: puked it up. Oh. Oh, I was on a whale watching tour and I threw up into the wind and then it flew onto this woman next to me. And then she started throwing up and we were both puking. Girlfriends barfed on
3: boyfriends. Kids barfed on their parents. A fat lady barfed in her purse. The Donnelly twins barfed on each other. And the women's auxiliary barfed all over the benevolent order of antelopes. When I peed in my pants in like, I don't know, like third or fourth grade, I think it was Miss Silverstein, so it was like fourth grade, and they gave me these Popeye pants. and it was just like What's a it so f- was so fucking obvious that I had changed pants like Popeye <laughs> pants are jeans that have Popeye and the likenesses of the other characters in the Olive? comic strip oh, it's you, you double crosser embroidered on oh. the legs not even just like the back. as was, everyone like, knows Popeye's face on the leg and shit it was pretty it was pretty obvious oh then, my so. god I hate
0: when these millennials do not know Popeye pants oh
3: god <laughs> so I'm not a millennial um
2: um I was in Jamaica with my father. I must have been about eight, nine, ten. And there was a girl that I had met there who was really nice. And we were swimming and hanging out and being friends. And then this floater turd came up (laughs) in the pool. And and she kept like hitting away and going, ew, ew, what is that? I was like, it was only her and I in the pool. And I was like, well, I'm pretty sure you just shit in the pool, Shelby.
1: (laughs) Never forget.
0: I want the entire pool scrub sterilized and disinfected.
1: Yo, I don't think we should talk about this. Come
4: on, why not? People might misunderstand what we're trying to say, you know? No, but that's a part of life,
1: okay? Hello there, welcome back to Girly Mags. So we're going to be talking about an article called How to Say No. And uh, just before we dive into this article, due to the subject matter and the current cultural conversations surrounding sex and consent, Um, We're going to come at this from our own personal experiences and, you know, try to stay on what we're qualified to talk about. And we're also dealing with an article that is nearly 20 years old and geared towards younger girls. The source material is gendered and pretty heteronormative, and that's how we're going to approach this conversation while knowing that this is by no means an exhaustive dialogue about what we're talking about absolutely we need
0: to we need to capture that and just put it at the start of every episode because (laughs) it's basically what we're here to talk about yeah
1: it's girly mags we're talking about older stuff um so we just kind of want to give a little bit of a disclaimer so without further ado um we'll jump right in so the article is called how to say no it's just two little letters long so why is this word so hard to say especially to your guy letting a guy get close to you can be complicated so true As he gets to know the real you, it can lead to a lot of new feelings, and you might start questioning every single thing you do or don't do, say or don't say. Are you being cool enough? Does he like what you're wearing? What if you say something stupid and sound like a complete dork? Whatever you do, you don't want to mess things up. That's why it might seem easier to go along with whatever he wants. Don't rock the boat, right? wrong 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 i just scared (laughs) me (laughs) (laughs) to make a romance super strong you've got to be honest with your boyfriend as well as yourself and if you set some personal boundaries like what you want from the relationship and what you're not ready for you'll be a lot more comfortable with the way things are headed the best part your guy will get a good glimpse of the real you someone he'll definitely want to know better which i think is like pretty a pretty good intro um so we're gonna jump right into the first one which is Saying no to slow him down. He's speeding down the touchy-feely highway when you want to stay in the slow lane. Evangeline, 16 years old, says her last boyfriend was way more focused on unbuttoning and unzipping than she was. We'd rent a movie, and I'd be so tense that I couldn't concentrate on what was happening. I just knew Michael was going to try something. He'd slip his arm around me or try to kiss my neck. I always had to be ready to jump up and get more popcorn or go to the bathroom. I hated having to be on the defensive all the time, but I didn't want to hurt his feelings.
0: How about reinterpreting Netflix and you chill, Michael?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No shit, right? We're going to talk about that. That is an accurate observation. It wasn't until Evangeline finally started crying out of frustration that Michael realized he was scaring her. He was so hurt, she said. He was like, why didn't you just say something? I guess I just expected him to read my mind. So um, there's some a little bit of advice given by Gladys Volker's MA, a psychotherapist and co-author of a bunch of stuff that sounds smart (laughs) wait can i
0: just interrupt for one second shocking (laughs) well don't uh, he's like i should have read your mind why don't you read her body language like
1: we're gonna talk about that don't worry dude
0: why don't we just talk about it why are we (laughs) don't worry dude
1: that's a common mistake says gladys volkers but you can't control other people's thoughts and feelings and they can't control yours you may choose to think and feel the way they want to but they can't force you so how do you deal with old octopus arms? That guy who's ready for more physical contact than you want, it might be awkward, but you gotta be honest. Use iMessages to shift any blame off your guy. Instead of saying you always pressure me, which can put him on the defensive, try saying, I'm just not ready to move so fast. So by no means do I want to shit on the advice given in this in this article. I don't mean to I don't want to shit on this girlfriend and her boyfriend. Um they're obviously very young, they're 16, 17 and i do think for the most part that what they've said is like pretty good advice it's like the the you know keeping the lines of communication open and stuff like that but obviously there's some problems um yes. like there's some there's some problematic stuff going on in that that advice as i was reading it like cons- the word consent is not even mentioned once in an advice piece about what consent looks like and sounds like and feels like which i find it's like really problematic in that You know, you're not even saying the words. So how can you expect people to kind of know and interpret what it looks like or what it feels like, you know, and
4: well, and in the current like this is from the 2000s. And this is something that's obviously a hot button topic, but it's something that's been going on forever. Mm hmm. It's just like based on the advice that this person gives there, like you said, there's nothing. It's just more like don't make him get defensive, you know, exactly. his ego, like just talk about your own feelings and that doesn't necessarily work. Yeah. This is
2: what, what I found problematic with this and not problematic with how this was written, but also now is that when we talk about consent, we're not talking about All the different types of power operating in any given situation, we're just talking about did you say no or did you say yes, period, and you're not, you're not talking about the whole thing.
4: Yeah, Mm
1: -hmm. And I think that, you know, it, it puts the onus on the girl, and to a certain extent, because this is very much geared towards younger women, I kind of understand the impulse to make the advice geared towards women, but... It's really problematic when you're not also talking to boys and telling them how to read exactly. body language, like James was saying, which was a very, very good point. But you need to be you need to be not just teaching girls, you know, exactly. how to give a clear idea of where they're coming from. You need to teach guys how to read body language. Exactly, nonverbal yeah. communication is
4: huge. <laughs> Obviously, the verbal communication is you know the barrier, the second step, but the nonverbal cues are very important. And it's very easy to ignore those and be like, Oh no, you know, I think she's just playing hard to get, or she's playing coy, which I think guys are kind of taught from a young age. Like you're like, Oh, chase after that girl or be mean to that girl that you, you know, on the playground that you kind of have a crush on or whatever. It's, it
0: it, is a complicated perspective where it's coming from the position where The guy is trying to get something, and the whole game is she's trying to stop him from getting what he wants, and that's the perspective that he's coming in from. And that's
2: what's so crazy is that's how people are raised. So, you know, we aren't... The issue is bigger than, just like I said, the yes and no. It's a much broader conversation about the critique of sex, and if we only look at consent you know and under the yes and no and w- that definition we're only managing a broken system that's rooted in a rape culture yes. so we're only talking about yes and no then we're we're allowing how the culture ex- uh, functions to exist without questioning what could be possibly wrong with that with that culture and it's not just about yes or no. It's not just about sex assault or sex positivity or like teaching girls how to speak for themselves because sexual culture is shitty in many other ways than somebody pressuring you and you saying no. Yeah, like it's, exactly. It, and, and that was seen in this article. That's seen in the Aziz Ansari situation. It's seen in the uh, fictional short story piece called Cat Person that was in The New Yorker. And these are examples of a whole range of sex and inequality that need to be interrogated. The patterns of sex and gender that James was just talking about. These are patterns of sex and gender. And these are there's a lot of reasons why women feel shitty after having sex more than just the fact that, you know, I didn't say no or he did he read my mind. And it's about power. It's about power balances.
1: And I think that like it's also um, if your girlfriend or your whoever you're with if they've gotten to the point where they're crying because they're scared, you've missed something yeah. in that conversation. Yeah. Um, you've missed body language. You've missed her constantly going to the bathroom whenever you get close. You've missed her constantly finding a reason to not be around you. Mm-hmm. And if like and that's where, you know, that's where we start getting into like the current like what we're currently going through now, where it's this whole idea of Aziz Ansari, for example, is guilty of not being a mind reader. And it's like, well, no, she gave off pretty high neon sign above her head cues that she didn't want what was going on mind reader I, word reader she's I would, vocalized but it. at the same
2: time you can imagine that if we're only talking about you know physicalities and what people are doing you say something and you do something else so you can imagine that not dissecting the conversation further into the culture behind why yeah. we do what we do that that is a problematic situation
1: well yeah.
4: the other thing is that You know, I think it had come out that they had like fooled around a bit before, which is another thing that people just automatically assume that this is like a blowjob is a gateway to sex or sex is a gateway to anal sex. That's not necessarily it. Like you, you know,
2: they might not be connected at all. Yeah,
4: exactly. Like there's been times where I've fooled around with somebody and I'm like, I don't really want this to go any farther than it is. And you feel pressured, whether indirect or directly. That, like, you're, you know... It, it could be small things like guys... I remember in high school, guys were like, I got blue balls, and it's like... That's, that's
0: bullshit. You have to dry hump for a really long time. <laughs> yeah, before. we know your take on blue <laughs> We've balls, we talked about, talking it. Talking right. about it. Another thing, another thing is, I think a big part of it, and, you know, not to say uh, the culture now is, if you hit resistance trying to break through it or convince someone... I think a great culture change would be if you hit resistance, there shouldn't be any world of trying to convince someone. Yeah. Like, hey, yes. if they say yes, maybe they'll say yes eventually if I keep pushing. And I think this isn't Scientology. It would be good if we eventually <laughs> got sucks. to a point where if you hit this point where they say no, maybe if you just created a world where it's like, okay, then uh, I won't push.
1: Which is a good lead-in. Like, I looked up online what the current definition of informed consent is, and um, one of the most wonderful resources out there right now, which is the Planned Parenthood website, Um, you can go there to plannedparenthood.org, and they've got five pillars of what consent looks like and is. And they are that consent is freely given, reversible at any time, informed, enthusiastic, and very specific. And the number of people right now out there that don't, understand what consent is is just like you know it's both mind-boggling and not considering you know the type of advice that was given in this article where you're not even saying the word you know
4: well and that was only 18 years ago so you think about some of those teenagers that were in this climate and now they're like men adult men who are still operating under this well if she says I'm not ready to move so fast it could be like Aziz Ansari well how about this is our second date you know like it's like You can find
2: your ways around it.
0: How about right around this time, Chris Rock had a bit where he's like, if my father didn't
2: harass my mother, I wouldn't be here. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's making light of a situation. But the thing with the the whole concept of consent, too, is that you're looking with consent, you're looking to make sex more ethical. But you can't make sex fully ethical without looking at the power imbalances that surround it. Yeah. Is there anything else that you... Um, move into No, it, I think that, we I solved mean? it. I think we're good. <laughs> yeah, we've solved, solved it. We've, sol-
1: we've solved it. We've solved it. No, just um, like, you know, also going into like, you know, I'm, I'm a very, obviously, I've said this in the past, I'm a very big supporter of Teen Vogue. I think they're doing a lot of good work right now. And they've got a ton of articles that are about consent. Um, they talk about, in one of them, about a Planned Parenthood did a study of about 2,000 people in 2015 and they did a study on consent. And 27% of women said consent should be given at every... Every step of the interaction as opposed to 19% of men who like didn't understand what that was going on with that.
4: Well, and I think sometimes there's this culture that men have this idea that, oh, is this going to like make sex less sexy? Is it going to take everything out of it where, you know, I, I've got to like get a fucking verb. But like I saw that they developed an app for somebody to like sign their signature yeah. saying yeah. like I'll have sex with you before, but that wouldn't hold up in court. No. And you could change your mind.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that, that there's like a whole I mean a whole place you can really get to here where consent like the fact that the woman or the person that you're wanting to sleep with wants to sleep with you can actually just be really exciting and exactly. really the erotic thing like that's it it's just like this person is agreeing to have like this moment with you where you're both like really intimate and you you exist in a way that you do not ever exist in like in society you know just in the in the everyday world like that to me is the thing that's really a turn on it's almost like beyond the way the person looks and it's like oh it's like somebody wanting to have somebody that's that's like that that i think is a good maybe thought to kind of put out there that 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 could, that that could be, be what sex is. A, exactly. Like, that Again, could really turn you on a, to the point where it could be that's where how you enjoy I sex. I think a you big part it. of it is
0: raising a generation of men who don't have locker, quote, locker room culture and don't have this antagonistic relationship towards women where they're constantly scamming on women. And The point is to sneak one and get something from women and be like, get to have sex with them. I somehow trick them into fucking you.
2: And because that is so ingrained in the culture right now and accepted in so many ways, when the system tells us about consent and tries to teach us about consent and tells us it's okay to say no, what they're actually doing and it's a start, but it's not the final is they're just teaching us how to ride a broken bike. Yeah. yeah. So instead of actually showing us that the bike is broken or teaching us how to fix it, they're teaching us how to ride it. And Ooh, like getting yeah. on that
0: bike with no seat, just <laughs> <at> a pole.
2: <laughs> just like that.
0: Um,
1: and, and <laughs> I mean the, the idea to go off of like what, you know, what Rowey and Lauren had just said, um, the whole idea of consent as unsexy or a hassle or, you know, something standing in the way of you getting, you know, getting, getting your rocks off. I hate that. I'm going to say that again. Cause I fucking hate that term. The idea that consent uh, is unsexy off. or, or a hassle. We think that, and like I, I'm using the, the term we in a larger sense, but like we think that, and because we're coming off of a history of never making that a priority and never making consent a priority in that conversation and in that, um, setting and it's you know and coming off of also we've t- we've raised women historically speaking to be people pleasers yes and we've, we've exactly s- we've, like, we've raised women to be people pleasers to be meek um, to be pleasant and to never question and at the same time in articles like this we've also put the onus on them to make sure that they're responsible yes. for their own for their own you know like sexual um, you know, interactions with people.
3: Mm-hmm. Like to speak to that point, you know, you the way that you raise men is that you raise men to be like hunters, to be like, you know, people Aggressors. that just like are, yeah. are, are are you're out to get that. Or there's something wrong with you if you don't end up with the prize. If you don't do that you're like, you should come home a, like a loser. You know what I mean? And your friends, like the way that you're, the culture is set up too, between, you know, just like it's locker room culture. Basically. It's yeah. like you're a failure. You're a loser. You're a wimp or like whatever it is. And so, you know, you just, the, your motivation at the end of the day is so, you're so doing it wrong.
1: We also have a large number of young people who are learning about sexuality and, you know, sexual intercourse through porn. Like yes. we've got, we, you know coming from That's how from, I learned about it. That's how I learned about it. In I the also woods. I also didn't have sex until I was in my twenties. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons I didn't do that is because I didn't think I could reverse my decision at any point. Mm-hmm. I thought the second that I said yes, that was it. And mm-hmm. I just had to do it. And that thought was terrifying. Yeah.
2: And I think that and the thing is, where where do those thoughts come from? Where do you learn those things? So that's that goes back to what I was saying about broadening the scope to like looking at the more subtle and persistent ways that women are hurt, you know, fixing our sexual education, starting it earlier, changing how we raise our children, and getting away from teaching women to make others feel good and to not yeah. make others feel mad, which is what you said. And like when you look at all of this dialogue, it I really see the future of wave of feminism doing that and putting forward an alternative vision for what sex could be and what it isn't.
1: And I think we're doing a really good job with like, you know, um, with current education and especially like, I mean, I only really know Ontario, but there's like... You know, the recent sex ed curriculum, which I took a very quick glance at, but they, they don't start talking about the actual word consent until about grade nine and, you know, but they start talking about, you know, relationships and, you know, decisions involving relationships and sex and, you know, decisions involving sexual activity. They start talking about that now at grade six, which I think is a good thing. That is a good yeah. thing.
2: I was watching Blue Planet last night, which was the, what I saw was perfect for this conversation. There's a male fish in the deep ocean that clings to the female, which is about 100 times its size, and it digs its teeth into her side. And in three weeks, he's fused to her for life, living off all of her nutrients. And in exchange, she gets... A lifetime supply of sperm. <laughs>
1: yeah. What's the fish called? I find them fascinating. That's like what you were afraid
2: of. Wanda. Not being
3: able to like ever back out. Yeah. Like, That's what fucked. I'm saying. Like, you know what? <laughs> Just kick him off with your fin. So don't be like, like you know, straight up, guys. Don't be a fucking crustacean or whatever the yeah. fuck. Like, try to evolve.
2: And, and stay tuned because we've got some alien shit coming
1: up. <laughs> Everybody get their tinfoil hats out.
4: East Point smokes a on your
2: mark, get set. We're riding on the internet, cyberspace, set free. Hello, virtual reality. Interactive appetite, searching for a website, a window to the world. Got to get online. Take a spin now. You're in with the techno set. You're going surfing on the internet. Hey. Want a cyber, sweetie? The net can be a great way to catch a babe, but proceed with caution. A senior at a high school, Jackie Lynn feels like she's known all the guys at her small North Dakota school forever. But they're more than boyfriend material. So when her family got a computer and an AOL account, Jackie went online. She logged on to a Celine Dion fan <laughs> chat room. What is she, trying to meet gay men who no. are like 40? Oh my God. About a year ago, she met James, a teen from Memphis. Yeah. Since then, Jackie and James have been emailing each other or talking on the phone almost every day. Jesus Christ. I met
0: my first, girl, hi, my first girlfriend on Asian Avenue, <laughs> which was a popular pre-MySpace site for Asians that I was on. Also, the <laughs> si- <laughs> it was the sister to Black Planet, which is the same, but for people who identified as Black
2: identified as black like Rachel <laughs> Dolezal were you <laughs> trying to meet Rachel
0: Dolezal well I was the Rachel Dolezal of Asian <laughs> Avenue <laughs> oh my god
2: <laughs> oh my god so why do people like this What came out in 2000 people were online dating all the time and they say you know if you can't get the shy guy in bio class to open up and if you can, if you are tempted to see if you can get something besides junk mail through your quote unquote inbox, go for it. But remember that meeting people in cyberspace is not like meeting them in English class or chorus. So here's the four one one on a
3: fucking spell
2: on how to log on for love. So teen magazine's given us a couple of things to pay attention to when we're looking for love online. Um, OK, so number one, oh, this is a big one or used to be for me. Read between the lines. For instance, this is Jackie, some set rules for online guys. Jackie lines. If they make stupid grammar mistakes like typing me too with one O instead of two, she figures they're not into school.
0: <laughs> uh, how about I'd rather my man type in hashtag me too and show some solidarity? <laughs>
2: I used to think that. I used to talk to people online and if they had error mistakes for grammar, I would write them off immediately and for some reason, you know, I assumed that they didn't have any education. And I know now that you can have education and be smart and even if you don't, it's fine.
0: Can I also walk that back? No, it's not. not It's about attention to
3: detail. I never trust people who mix up two and there and shit like that. Me too. Never. Oh,
4: never fix up a there. Did she
0: just say two with two O's or
2: one?
4: The thing is, I really like reading and writing and grammar i'm a nerd so that that's kind of shit's important to me i'm like you know if you don't know the difference between there there and there then
2: bottom line communication is as simple as do you understand what i was saying and if you say yes then i'm fine so you know what put eight o's i don't give a goddamn (laughs) shit
3: yeah I think, it's, I think it's what's behind the communication in a sense too like you know there's, there's a level of it Intention. That's like past the fucking beer nuts and then there's a level a level of it that <laughs> what's, what's that? like what's the tone of past the beer nuts <laughs> like
0: get out of here with your proper English grammar with your colonial constructs ladies
1: I also feel like you know focusing that much on how somebody is spelling there there and there and or like how people are like actually conversing is a little like not to get like super woke but like it's ableist as fuck I mean like you You have people who have, you know, have, like, learning disorders or something like that, and then, like, the spelling doesn't come. I'm not talking about,
3: like, if someone's, like, English as a second language or anything, like, if if they didn't have a chance to, like, know any better, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just like straight you're so, up. He's
2: talking about intention, like, behind up. words. Like you've
3: been, you've been in school in fucking Canada. You don't have like any learning disabilities. You're like, you're, it's, it's.
1: Yeah, you but know. you're online. How would you know? But this isn't like knowing somebody like you know like for a long period of time in person. This is like meeting somebody online, and, and
2: everybody knows that if somebody spells their wrong, they're definitely not marriage guys,
0: material. Guys, I <laughs> identify as a sapiosexual. That's I'm someone who's gram-
2: attracted to I'm smart gram- people or a by the way. Number you want from 2, my life? ask questions. This is interesting. A relationship expert says you should do more than just chat about what you like and dislike. If he says he thinks Gwen rocks, then probably a good sign that he likes strong accomplished girls. Ask him, you know, if he likes no doubt, ask him why. Ask him questions like, are you a 57-year-old pedophile? <laughs> Dating online and asking questions is like a real life version of the game Guess Who.
4: See, this is the thing, though, because of the time that this came out, it was actually really hard to get pictures online. Like yes. I, you had to get yeah. like a digital camera. You yeah. had to have a scanner or like it wasn't just now where you can just like easily be like, send me a picture of yourself. You know, Our mother is addicted to chat rooms and it is causing the breakup of our family.
2: Well, one of the things they also talk about is picture this. If you and your email pal visit a video chat room, you'll have a better sense of who he really is. Oh my God! Does anyone remember chat roulette?
1: Yeah. Oh God. If if you're
0: asking someone for pictures, ask them to hold up a recent newspaper. You don't want to date me, and I send you pictures of me from 2010. What if I'm holding up an old paper? You will really be disappointed.
2: Yeah, but today's
0: newspaper, so you can see it's a new pic.
2: Oh, you could Photoshop it. Just because somebody is on a video doesn't mean they're who they are or that they're okay. Exactly. I went on chat roulette with a bunch of my friends and a guy came out that was naked and masturbating and wa- bouncing around like a monkey. <laughs> and then he left the the image and we were like, oh my God, he's going to go get like a murdered woman or somebody that he's like got, you know, hidden in a closet. And he came back with a small desk lamp to give us better lighting <laughs> on his penis <laughs> But I don't know if that was him or not! I don't know! He said he was
4: bouncing around like a monkey, was it, Jack? <laughs> the most valuable primate. Oh, the most vertical primate! They also say get a handle on handles. Is his screen name ScamMaster34? <laughs> oh my god. That's probably a good indication that he's only interested in one thing. Pay attention to what his first impression is saying.
0: What? Getting your credit card and bank <laughs> yeah, information? Fine. Like other addictions, surfing the internet can take control of people's lives.
4: Does
2: anybody remember their online handles from when they were dating online? Miss Idol. Oh, my God. Mine
4: was misanthropic. Nice. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> mine was sparkly candy raver. Of course it was. 99.
2: Uh, be a detective. I'm really paranoid about people online, Jackie says. I ask them questions about their school and then do research on them, which is so appropriate and happens right now. Everybody stalks everybody and can find out who they are. My friend uh, would will go on dates with guys she's met on Tinder or Bumble, and all she does is tell me their name and one thing about them, and I get back to her within 10 minutes and say, he's got three kids. <laughs> <laughs> and she'll be like what the fuck and he
1: dies <laughs> <laughs> you know what just get off facebook the government knows everything about you now listen I mean,
2: we're the government the government yeah. is us i do have a weird paranoia
0: about masturbating to uh like porn cuz i realize if you're masturbating you're looking at porn the camera is pointed right at you
3: yeah You cover the camera
1: you i I'm always like i gone. don't
0: cover the camera with my tailor how to masturbate
1: cameras. safely online <laughs> i
0: in my head, I'm like, take that, FBI agents.
1: I could give a fuck about what the government sees me looking at for porn. I do not care about that. I, But I care about like no, you know, certain personal things. No, the government's seeing you, that you they na-
4: masturbate. Yeah, that's what Jake... Conspiracy d- theories. It's Conspiracy Theories, <laughs> theories with
1: Charlie Max! <laughs> conspiracy Theories. Tinfoil hats out. Attention.
4: Attention. This is an
0: America Online alert. You have been on too long. You must disconnect. You are addicted.
1: Room. Hope it's not the creatures from above You used to read me stories As if my dreams were boring We
3: all know conspiracies are dumb Discussions with the supernatural always bring to mind the time that I thought Eliyahu Hanavi was a real guy. I stayed up all Passover evening through the night and I waited on that glass of wine and he never came. <laughs> did, you, did you save a chair for him? He had a chair. He had a glass of wine. The door was open. No dice. No dice. <laughs> a lot more adult than Santa who gets milk and cookies. <laughs> Despite Eliyahu Hanavi's absence, I still remain to this day a believer. And in that case, I can closely relate to my man, Tom DeLong, the leader of Blink-182, who has a crazy fixation and obsession with aliens, the song you just heard was called "Aliens Exist," and it's a passionate man trying to get across his message and his belief in the unknown. <laughs> so, Blink 182 was actually—I mean, everyone can kind like just yeah—I mean, uh, Blink 182. So there was an <laughs> article. Yeah, hold, <laughs> yeah, hold on, hold in, on. In, in this issue hold of
0: on. Teen, where Kristen Dunst and three of her friends went and hung out with Blink-182 at a concert. Before that, there was a little brief with Kristen where we have to say that uh, Kristen... Uh, Kirsten. Kirsten. Kristen, Kirsten. Kristen. Kirsten. Kristen Stewart. Kirsten. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't finished. I was going to say that Kristen Stewart was in a movie with Robert Pattinson called Twilight in which they were vampires, and then Kristen Dunst was in a movie called Interview with the Vampire where she... It's Kirsten.
3: <laughs> Fuck! Was, was, was she ever in a movie... About aliens, though, because really, if we want to bring it back to Blink One Eighty Two, I'll tell you all about how they got their name. They used to be called Blink until they got sued by an obscure Irish band, <laughs> and they added the One Eighty Two to the name. What did the One Eighty Two mean? The One. It's very, very funny and fitting that you should ask that, Lauren Presky, mm. because I'll tell you. The One Eighty Two is uh, supposed to be the count of F-words used in the movie Scarface. Wow. I knew that. Oh. I what I that. did was I went Conspiracy. I went online and I tried to find the movie Scarface, and when I did, I got up to 42 fucks and then I fell asleep.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
3: so, <laughs> I had no more fucks to give. Okay. Anyways, uh, jokes aside, um, Tom DeLong's favorite place to make out is Area 51. Uh... Basically, uh, you know, we saw one of the funniest things, actually, that I saw online when I was doing my uh, extensive research for this piece (laughs) was I saw a very funny interview with Tom DeLonge, who was like, he's just talking about that day when he proves everybody wrong, the day that aliens land, and he's kind of like depicting this conversation that he's having with the leader of the aliens and he's like because that's who we'd send to talk he's to like <laughs> you guys like I was trying to tell everybody about you and stuff and they were just like good job Tom DeLong. <laughs> we're really glad that you you know that you're that you're that you exist
2: is Tom Delong is his conspiracy that aliens exist or that the government is spending our money hard-earned money <laughs> on aliens
0: and investigating like it's the x files also by the way if you're not a francophile Tom Delong is French for Tom the long
2: (laughs) and are they spending our money on researching aliens or are they spending our money on aliens and taking them out to dinner and treating them (laughs) with respect
0: (laughs) look guys I can't do all the Tom DeLonge research you need to go on the deep web and find out what the government is hiding from you
1: I so when we talk about uh, conspiracy theories I can't get too deep into it because the amount of anxiety (laughs) (laughs) that conspiracy theories gives me is like ridiculous (laughs) and it will just end in me like screaming into a corner (laughs) about About my how my whole life is funhouse mirrors, <laughs> and so like I have to be like really careful about how deep I get because this is gonna like. For the record, for the
2: record, D is wearing a tinfoil hat right now. The, oh, fully, fully. Got, the moon one. landing
0: was staged, but it only because when they got up there, they found out there were aliens living on the moon.
4: Just a quick thing around the room. When you were a kid, did you believe in aliens or were you afraid of them?
0: It was the 90s. So, yes, the two things I was most afraid of as a young uh, were sat- Satan and Satanic cults because they were around every corner. <laughs> this was in the 90s before they, we felt like we had real problems. The People focused on three things. Teen suicide, alien abductions, <laughs> and Satanic cults. <laughs> so true, those are the yeah. three
3: things that were going to get us. I was focused on Nazis, by the way, back then. So, <laughs> yeah. <It's telling laughs>
2: Um, they're all connected oh my god
0: <laughs> has anyone seen a picture of Hitler and an alien in the same place
2: <laughs> so back to your question I was not a conspiracy theorist I was always very skeptical and I'm an agnostic about a lot of things so unless I see it it doesn't exist that goes with ghosts that goes with women's rights and that goes with uh, JK JK ghosts exist <laughs> but no I didn't believe in anything I, I especially aliens like in the way they they were depicted on the television.
4: I grew up in Nevada, so... Oh yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. I was,
1: like, right there by Area 51, okay? I still believe in aliens. I was a huge fan of X-Files, so I was very much a follower of, like, aliens exist, and I still am. I think that <laughs> shit is fucking nuts. Oh, my God. Take the I mic away from I me. I didn't
0: even know that D's when the, the alien autopsy tape came out that it was fake. Like, I just thought, like, this makes sense they would have a real alien autopsy no, tape No, the alien was real.
2: doctors weren't.
3: (laughs) I actually believe if we're going to get into conspiracy theories, I do believe in aliens. And I actually believe that the aliens were there to thwart Mr. Tom DeLonge away from writing the perfect pop punk anthem that was going (laughs) to save the world. And the aliens were hip to this and they were like, yo, we've got to infiltrate here. We have to end and destroy Blink 182. the aliens were like, just <laughs> take right me on. to your dealer with all these San Diego
0: Stoner punk bands. <laughs> <laughs> for so
1: just...
0: this article is mostly about Mark Hoppus, who has completely been overshadowed by Tom DeLonge. Tom- okay, for you not for you not Blinkheads. Mark people. Hoppus is the one who sings most of the songs. Tom DeLonge is the one who comes along every once in a while and is like, where are you? He's you know, the jughead of the group. <laughs> yeah. He's a really nasally one, but Mark Hopper is most of the work. And
4: Travis is the hot one.
0: So Kirsten, about her guy crush, was like, I like guys who are sensitive, but real humorous and spontaneous too. And then her friend says, like Mark from Blink, was W- we're blinkworthy too, fuckable. Like not to me. Yeah, because you're. But can I talk to someone who's under the age of fifty?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. Inside. I'm old. <laughs> oh, I'm like the crypt keeper. <laughs>
0: to you people who are under the age of fifty, Andrea, just Andrea on this podcast.
4: What? <laughs> uh, we're blinkworthy too, like sexy. Uh, I found Mark and Tom kind of like. They just reminded me of, like, gross, like, CKY, like, jackass guys. But Travis was hot. I yeah. thought cocks!
1: Was hot. They are cocks! They're cocks! They do anything for an alien, but not <laughs> Travis. I was I was into Travis. Like, yeah. I liked the tattoos. Yeah,
2: Travis like was the sexy one. I he was, was
1: quiet. I thought Mark was, like, pretty easy on the eyes. But, again, I'm, like, it, he. you know, he's very clean cut. And I was, uh, like, speaking of right how clean it. cut he
2: is, apparently, according to this article, Mark signed a banana for Kirsten Dunst. Oh,
3: <laughs> oh I thought you were going to say he was circumcised or something.
0: I
2: thought that's where you were going The banana was circumcised.
0: <laughs> Kirsten Dunst interviewing Mark Hoppus from blank 22, said, what would you, if you had any superpower, what would it be?
2: Like a creep, he says, he'd like x-ray vision so I could see through your clothes. Not
1: just your clothes, but everyone's. <laughs> what would your guy's superpower be?
3: Mine would be... For sure, like I've definitely thought about this. It's like after you jizz, mostly guys like or you don't really like want sex for I don't know twenty minutes or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'd like to circumvent twenty
0: minutes. It. What are you? Fifteen?
3: Stop <laughs> bragging. I'd like to circumvent <laughs> that twenty minutes and 40 uh, days.
4: Have sex again. What
3: my do you mean? S- <laughs> I'm just in good shape. Don't don't you know project your insecurities onto me. Thing. My,
1: my superpower would be to do a pull up. <laughs> <laughs> Mine
0: would be a super metabolism, so I could drink as much beer as I want and not look. <laughs> as <laughs> as <laughs> actually, a good one.
1: I'm, that's a good one. Oh, oh. God, you're such so sh- a
2: James is Eliza Liza Minnelli of the podcast.
0: <laughs> Just drink
1: enough beer to not turn your liver to Swiss cheese. That'd okay. be great.
0: So, guys, I'm going to ask you guys a question. What is your favorite alien from pop culture?
1: Um, the
4: when Mr. Burns comes out of the woods, that alien in the Simpsons. When he was the alien, yes.
1: Um, the alien from Alien um, is my so favorite. I yes, love, queen. I love that movie. That's my favorite movie. Okay, oh, mine yeah. is
2: Kim Basinger, and my stepmother is
3: an alien.
2: <laughs> Good <laughs> choice.
1: Yes.
3: Really? My favorite alien of all time is the alien on the Take Me to Your Dealer poster.
1: Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. What guys, you guys,
3: my favorite alien is Alf, because I love eating pusset. <laughs> oh, oh, my God.
2: No.
0: <laughs> ALF is an acronym for alien. I'd like
2: life.
4: to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna go into a little quiz here. We're gonna take Miss Lauren Presky down conspiracy lane. So, question number one: Just because you're paranoid, doesn't mean they're not out to get you. Who's out to get you? The government, the shadow government, aliens. Famous people. I have
1: so much anxiety right now. <laughs> it's all
2: four. Can it be my parents? Is that an option? <laughs> famous uh, people? The government.
4: Okay. Your
3: parents are just out to get your cats. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them.
4: <laughs> um, question number two. What are you most likely to lie about? I'll embellish a story to make myself seem more heroic. I do some things people would hate me for if they found out. I'll tell a white lie to spare people's feelings. I'll make it up an excuse to duck out of work.
2: Oh, the ladder, bro! <laughs> I got so many excuses coming
0: out of my butt. How many <laughs> drinks I had before Andrea got home?
1: <laughs> I have had so many grandparents die so I could get out of work. <laughs> oh, my God! It's, I, there are not enough grandparents in the world. <laughs> I that hate my family,
2: but mean. they mean so much to me if I get to leave a little bit early.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Question number three. You learn an exciting new secret. Who do you share it with? Anyone who walks by on the street, all your followers are on social media fellow enthusiasts or your closest friends and family closest friends and family and that's it
0: (laughs) woodward and bernstein
4: (laughs) free warren Beatty. (laughs) your friends tell you that you're spending too much time mulling over your conspiracy what's your response drop them (laughs) (laughs) this is for everyone's protection No one understands how much it means to me. I'm pursuing the truth or I can't let this go. It's going to make me famous.
2: I'm pursuing the truth. (laughs) Good for you. It's out there.
4: No one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. There's more to life than conspiracies. Where do you go to relax? A park, a concert, the bar, out for a drive. Oh, out for a drive.
2: <laughs> in the hopes that I get
4: stopped by an alien. That's how they get you when you're <laughs> alone. These <laughs> eyes are so wide. She almost sucked me into them. Do you have any vices? Drinking, smoking, etc. S- S- Many. Life's fun that way. Nope. Got to keep my mind sharp. Just in moderation. How else would I deal with what I've seen?
2: Wait, what was the first one?
4: Many. Life's yes, fun that way. Yes, that one. You explain your conspiracy theories to your coworker who smi- smiles and nods. Why aren't they shocked by your revelations? I talk too much and they've learned to tune me out. But this time it's important. They're one of them. Run. Or they might <laughs> oh mean God. well, but they're just naive.
2: Uh, they're one of them. Run. <laughs>
1: Good choice. Never
2: trust a colleague is what the only advice I ever received from my dad <laughs> growing up.
4: And finally, what would be the most exciting thing for you about spreading the truth behind your conspiracy? The truth itself will be fascinating on its own, seeing the frauds exposed for what they are, finally freeing us from our overlords. The Frauds! <laughs> I fucking love proving frauds wrong. <laughs> Alright. That's calculating your results. I'm Analyzing so emotionally infested in all I got. I got it I got! You the believe the, the moon landing was fake
1: Whoa! Cause it was <laughs> de-shaking and freaking out oh fully in. I am in the fetal position under the table
2: listen bottom line even if it was fake I don't care it was great entertainment people needed something to live for and I will continue faking moon landings until the day I die (laughs) well thanks for joining us again guys it was really important to me that we talk to you and to each other with respect I don't know if we did did we (laughs)
1: I think we did. I think we did a really Guys, good job this part.
2: episode. Guys, follow
0: us on Instagram, but follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter is so active now. We yeah. got <laughs> Frasier memes.
2: <We> got <laughs> hey, Roz from
4: Frasier liked one of our tweets. That's true. Really? Yeah. And yeah. Kim Gordon retweeted us.
2: Guys, oh. I don't know about Twitter, but I think it's going to be good for us. <laughs>
4: yeah, I do too. Tweety Bird, you can also review us on iTunes. We love. It's not could. Sure, Do it. Review us on
0: iTunes, guys. If you're listening right now, take that second, click over to iTunes. If you're not listening to us on iTunes,
2: and just say something nice about us. I like if you have time to wipe your ass, you have time to fucking
4: (laughs) tell us we're good on iTunes. If you
1: have time to take a shit, you have time on that toilet to write a review. Bam!
4: What is that outside the window? Oh, God, don't! Oh, no! Oh,
0: here come the black <laughs> helicopters, guys. Uh, we might be
4: back. Oh, my God!
3: Oh, stop making that oh, noise. Oh,
0: such good acting by everyone. Wow, your improv class has really paid off.
3: Greetings, earthlings. We have now taken over your radio. <laughs> if I hit them high, hit them high, hit them high, then you hit them low. Straight to the hole, you ain't got no game I'm breaking you out the frame, coming through like a train
1: Not gonna take over the whole world